Welcome to Ascend Sounds, a podcast developed by the creators of the Women in Technology World series, featuring thought-provoking episodes from guest speakers sharing their lessons, ideas and advice across career, diversity, technology and business. Now, thank you again for joining. Give yourself a break. I would like to introduce your speaker, Tim Sagala, Director at Rising Minds, to deliver the session. Thank you, Zhao, and good afternoon. Lovely to be with you this afternoon. Nearly the weekend, everyone. So, yes, I'm Tim Sagala, and I'm Director of Rising Minds. So we are a coaching and mindfulness social enterprise working in a number of different settings in organizations and also in the community. And what we really specialize in doing is helping people in a number of different settings to stay resilient, uh, inspired and connected in the face of complex uh, pressures, uh, which we are all experiencing a lot of at the moment. And so today's session, which I've entitled Give Yourself a Break, um, is designed to be taken both literally and metaphorically. So I'll, that will become clear as the session goes on. The session is going to be a, a mix of some theories through some presentation of some material, um, some experience. I'll be guiding you through some exercises um, and also there'll be time at the end for some questions and answers. We'll be really sort of touching in on certain aspects of resilience and well-being that you can then delve deeper into um, through the material that you're going to be sent after the session. Um, so what we're going to be looking at in this session is how we can nip stress early in the bud, because I think that is one of the key ways to work with stress. Stepping out of an automatic mode and into a more intentional mode. We're going to look at uh, how one can plan one's time more flexibly and skillfully and also how to cultivate a more nurturing, kind relationship to yourself, which is also in my book, a vital way to um, deal with the worst effects of a, a stressful working environment or life in general. So um, I'm gonna start just by presenting a few slides with a bit of context. Um, and also we're going to do a little bit of an exercise for, for a bit of fun, but also to illustrate a point. Um, and I really invite you to enter into the spirit of uh, what's going to be happening, because it's going to be a little bit of fun that will take you back to your childhood days. Um, although the starting point is not that, it's something very serious. Um, so just going to share my screen with you. Hopefully you'll see this in a second. There we go. That's who I am. That's what we're doing. Excellent. Tick. So where I want to start is this context that you hardly need me to tell you. Life at work can be difficult. There's growing complexity, workloads, performance pressures. It can feel like this. This is the modern world. And it can feel like this inside ourselves as well with all these competing pressures on our attention and energy. And it can be easy to feel like under that uh, strain that uh, it's, you know, uh, 
maybe one more turning towards us losing our minds. Maybe I only speak for myself. In all seriousness, we all need to have to find a choice in how we respond to these inevitable difficulties. And that's what this session is gonna be about, opening up more choice, more opportunity to respond wisely. Now it's tempting to think that under this strain and pressure, that what we need to be able to do is to become superheroes to solve all these complex problems that our working lives and lives more generally throw at us, uh, to work even harder um, and to, yeah, to be a superstar. Um, and to um, illustrate this point, I want to, as I set up, as I mentioned, I was going to be doing, I want to just um, have a little bit of fun here to illustrate something. Um, and so what I'm going to ask you to do, first of all, I won't be able to see you to see whether you're doing this. I'm just going to have to trust you. But it's Friday afternoon. Um, and it's if you can't be slightly silly on a Friday afternoon, then I don't know when you can possibly be silly. So what I actually want you to do is you may remember at primary school that um, probably to start to teach coordination that um, you were told to rub your tummy and tap your head. So I want all of you to rub your tummy and tap your head. And it's really, really important that you keep rubbing your tummy and tapping your head. You might want to close your eyes as you're doing this just to really focus your attention there. So rubbing your tummy and tapping your head. You keep on doing it. I need to stop because I need to move my slides on. But as you keep on rubbing your tummy and tapping your head, what I also want you to do is to bring your to-do list to mind everything that's on your to-do list and think about all the solutions to everything that's on your to-do list. So you've got to solve your to-do list whilst rubbing your tummy and tapping your head. So give it everything you've got, rubbing your tummy, tapping your head and solving your to-do list. Okay, so you can stop now, assuming you were doing it. I hope you were, I hope you were playing along very well. So I am assuming uh, that um, that felt like an impossible task. Impossible to, whilst uh, focusing on rubbing your tummy and tapping your head, to also solve everything that's on your to-do list in a matter of moments. So what I was doing there was exaggerating something about how it is for us often in our lives, in our working lives in particular. Um, and what we're really starting to learn through neuroscience research is that it doesn't work this way of um, approaching things. And yet it's often the default for many of us. That's how we actually approach what's facing us. It doesn't work. Striving, rushing, trying to get everything done very quickly, um, and also in a very um, sort of conforming way, you know, conforming to the expectations or standards that we may feel imposed on us, it doesn't work. It might sometimes work in the short term, but in the long term, it's just going to lower your ability to be really productive, engaged in what you're doing. And in the end, it can lead to increased stress and burnout, as many of us will have experienced. And there is really an epidemic of that 
in the working world at the moment. So the emerging new way, the new paradigm, if you like, rather than striving and conforming, is a more neuroscientific-based approach that allows us to tap into our natural resources, our energy, our creativity, our inspiration, uh, to deal with complex challenges. So instead of just relying on hard graft, um, instead we can start to tune in to um, yeah, these natural resources that are part of our um, human evolution and inheritance. And that's what we're going to explore in this webinar. Um, and what we're going to start with is just a little bit of background about uh, the brain and how it works. So essentially what we could say about how our brains have evolved, I am slightly oversimplifying something here, is um, that we can say that there are two basic modes of our mind. So there's firstly what we call autopilot or doing mode. Um, and this part of um, our brain or our minds um, happens in the parts of the human brain that came first in our human evolution. So um, I won't go into detail about that, but essentially reptilian brain and mammalian brain to taken together, they're responsible for um, autonomic functions like breathing and heart rate and also certain very auto automatic emotional responses. So autopilot, we need it for our functioning. It's also great for taking care of um, all the routine tasks that we do on a daily basis. So the vast majority of what we do is uh, conducted by our autopilot. And it has its roots, this um, part of our mind, as I said, in our um, uh, prehistoric evolution. Uh, so in a hostile environment surrounded by dangerous predators, we needed to solve problems quickly um, and it's where our fight, flight, freeze response comes from to keep us safe. So that's all well and good. The problem is, and there is a problem here, which I'll explain. The problem is that in modern life, we don't face the same kind of life-threatening situations that our prehistoric ancestors did. But the problem is that our autopilot is used so often that it's kind of overactive and it's continually volunteering for the wrong job. So we want it to be in action when we're doing things in a very automated, habit, uh, habituated way, that's great. But when things get, are getting a bit more complicated um, and often the work uh, world is very complicated, we don't really want autopilot to be uh, kicking in too much. Because what it does is it's, it treats superficial problems like a long to-do list or um, a difficult conversation with someone. It treats them in the same way as a life-threatening situation. And it's causing a whole series of processes in the mind and body to kick in. But we do want to be happening if there's real danger, but we don't want them to be happening if there's not real danger because it's not very good for our uh, bodies and brains to be experiencing the kind of uh, physiological effects of stress hormones being released, blood rushing to our extremities away from our um, essential organs. We don't want that to be happening too often. It's just not very good for us. 
and it can eventually lead to us being exhausted, stressed and depressed. That is how stress, depression, exhaustion happens, is our autopilot kicking in too often. So the good news uh, is that we have another mode of our mind, another part of our brain, which is called our intentional mode. And we can locate this in the prefrontal cortex, the large part of the brain that separates humans from other animals. And this uh, part of our mind is capable of much more sophisticated, analytical and imaginative thinking and problem solving. Crucially also, it's far better at allowing short-term difficulty for the sake of longer-term solutions. So it endures things and is able to learn for the sake of um, uh, a greater insight and wisdom down the line. And what we're going to explore in a moment is the most effective way to activate our intentional mode. So we're going to do a little exercise in a moment to get a sense of this. And that is, and you may have guessed it, you may have encountered this in other sessions during this week, it's that old M word or this new M word, mindfulness, which is, you know, all over the place now. I am yet another mindfulness teacher. So what mindfulness has shown us is that the most reliable way to firstly acknowledge when we're stuck in autopilot and then secondly to make that transition into an intentional mode is by cultivating this if you like art of skillful awareness and by creating pause points breaks there we go give yourself a break more pause points and breaks throughout your day to kind of reset a bit like rebooting a computer so we're going to do an exercise in a moment to experience this and what you'll see is that there's like a kind of abc of mindfulness here where in the first step we cultivate awareness. So we'll practice that in a moment. And then that creates the possibility of this B of the model, which is about being with our experience. So pausing and allowing our brains and bodies to process our experience, processing both our thoughts and our emotions. And when we can do that, we create the opportunity of the C of the model to happen naturally. And that's about choice, choosing wise responses to our experience. So as I said, we're gonna um, experience this. I want you to have a, um, a sense of this in the moment. And we're going to apply it, as you'll see, to uh, the same issue that I invited you to bring to mind when you were rubbing your tummy and tapping your head. And we'll see how very different it can be when we engage our intentional mode. So what I invite you to do at this point is to sit quietly with both feet firmly planted on the floor and just getting into a comfortable position, allowing your back to be reasonably straight without being rigid, and then just gently closing your eyes. And the reason that it's good to close your eyes is just to allow the attention and the awareness to come inwards. And just taking a moment to notice your body in contact with 
the chair and your feet on the floor. Cultivating awareness of this moment in your body. And noticing your body is breathing and just taking a few conscious breaths and noticing the sensations as you breathe in and out. And then for a moment, just allowing your body to rest in this space. The space of your own body, just noticing the space that your body is taking up as you just sit quietly, breathing and sensing. And also the space that surrounds you. And as you sit quietly, just resting in this space, just like you to bring to mind your to-do list again, but instead of trying to solve everything, instead just asking yourself gently, what tasks and activities are most calling for my attention? And you can just allow the thoughts and emotions to arise and pass. So it's like you're just sort of standing back, surveying what's on your to-do list rather than getting lost in it. Perhaps also asking yourself, if I was really taking care of myself, whilst giving attention to do my to my to-do list what might i do differently i'm just sensing into that so this is something you may want to continue at another time we're just touching in on this to get a sense of it so for now i invite you to Gently bring yourself out of this exercise, allowing your eyes to open the outside world to enter in again. So it'd be interesting, you may want to spend some time after this session, after this session just jotting down a few notes about that. Um, as I said, I'm going to be sending, um, you'll, you'll receive a, a guide to uh, how you can give yourself a break, uh, both in terms of these regular breaks, but also in terms of how you treat yourself. And there are just, before I come to an end, there are just three things that I want to draw your attention to here. Firstly, as you become more skillful at noticing when you are stressed, the early warning signs, whatever that is for you in your body, signs of tension perhaps, or repetitive thinking, you may want to stand back from your to-do list and do a bit of different kind of prioritizing based on this simple matrix of what's important and what you feel motivated to do. I won't say any more for now because there's some detailed instructions provided in the guide that you'll be getting later. 
So that's one thing that you can really um, do to be more skillful in how you organize your day and plan your time. The second thing that I would really invite you to do is to get more conscious about the things that nourish you throughout your day and to allow little more pockets of time to um, step away from your work and to do those things. It could just be taking a very short walk, having a conversation with someone, or doing something that is completely unwork related. So that's the taking regular breaks. It's also about giving yourself a break in terms of cultivating this kinder attitude towards yourself. So much research and my own experience backs up the fact that we are far more productive when we feel at peace and at ease with ourselves. And in order to do so, we need to cultivate this attitude of compassion and kindness towards ourselves. And thirdly, what can really help, and there's more on this in the guide you'll be receiving, is if you can tune in to what really gives you meaning in life and your sense of values, and to align your activities and even your to-do list as far as possible with that. So in other words, when you're faced with decisions about how you spend your time, can it align with your sense of values? And you'll find in the guides you receive later, a full list of values that you can play around with. So that um, is what I wanted to share with you today. I'm gonna to stop sharing my screen and just conclude by saying that um, the two messages I'd like you to take away from this session, Firstly, the literal meaning of give yourself a break, which is plot in regular three to five minute breaks where you might be able to follow through a very simple version of what we did today, where you notice your body and breathing and then just sit quietly. And then rather than rushing back into work, you can stand back and see what needs your attention. So that's one way you can give yourself a break. And secondly, how could you cultivate a kinder relationship with yourself throughout your day, ensuring there are a mix of activities that nourish all parts of you, not just the working you. So I'm just gonna very briefly go back to share my screen because um, what I wanted to add was following this session, as I mentioned, you'll get a PDF guide, give yourself a break. There's also a number of other free resources on the Rising Minds website you may find helpful. There's a mindful wellbeing guide and video, uh, another guide to resilience. Um, a course I made right at the beginning of lockdown last year on how to work from home effectively. Um, and then if you're interested in anything that uh, has been covered today and you feel that the services of Rising Minds, a coach or a mindfulness teacher, leadership development. If you feel that may be of some benefit to you, then there's some information on the website there. Feel free to get in touch. And that is it. I'm gonna hand back to Zhao, who I believe is gonna field some questions. Amazing. Thank you so much for that, Tim. That was a fantastic presentation. I certainly enjoyed taking part in the mindfulness exercise. That was a really good way to end, uh, end the week. So thank you so much for that. Um, so yeah, we're going to go through to the Q&A portion uh, of the webinar. So if you do have any questions, please feel free to send them directly to me via the Ascend community. Um, so Tim, to kick things off, 
Uh, how do you deal with the challenges of stress uh, when your manager isn't uh, sympathetic to it? Right, yes, very good question. Um, often a challenge in the workplace, isn't it? Because it may feel like, yes, I know how I want to take care of myself, but it doesn't seem like my manager is sympathetic to that. There's no simple answer to that, of course. Um, and in a way, there's a slight sense of the luck of the draw, depends who your manager is. What I would say, and this is something that I've been reflecting on a lot recently, is um, taking responsibility for ourselves um, sometimes means managing up. So that, that old cliche about managing up. Now, of course, some managers will be sympathetic to that and others less so. I think what's really important is to get clear with yourself first about your boundaries. Boundaries is the operative word here, I think, in terms of, for example, um, you know, the times beyond which you will, will not work or the times before which you will not work or the lunch breaks that you will be having or whatever it might be. And as it were, um, kind of um, insisting on that, now, I know that may not always be possible, but sometimes I think that um, our managers respond to people being clear about their boundaries if it's done in a non-threatening way. It's just like, well, this is what I'm going to be doing. I think the world of work is moving in that direction and more and more leadership teams and management um, layers are becoming sympathetic to employees taking care of themselves and stating their boundaries. If that is proving problematic, then it's a choice, isn't it? It's a choice about whether you're willing to go the extra mile to satisfy your manager or whether you don't want to be working for that organization anymore. And I think it's really important to establish those choices for yourself if you realize that your manager is never going to be sympathetic to it. Absolutely. Thank you so much for that. Um, I've got a question here from a member who's asked to remain anonymous, um, but as somebody who has already reached that breaking point, how can I pull myself back and rebuild to a healthy mindset? Yeah, okay. So a um, number of different ways to do that. If you recognise you've already reached breaking point, first thing, it's good to recognise you've reached that point. That's really important because a lot of people go way, way, way beyond it. So if you're at that point, I think what is really helpful, of course, I would suggest work with a good coach because, uh, you know, a coach or a therapist or whatever certainly can really help you explore these things. But even if you don't, what I would highly recommend is taking a, a day or two days away from everything quietly where you um, spend some time just writing down uh, what it is that you think you need. So it's really good just to get some space away from all the interruptions and the distractions to reflect um, and to get clear about what it is that you need and where you think uh, those needs could be met. That could include communicating messages to colleagues, to a boss, to friends, to family. <clears throat> so, <clears throat> excuse me. Sorry, I wasn't, I'm still mid-answer. Um, <clears throat> so once you're clear on <clears throat> what it is you need, identifying who it is that you can enroll for support in that. <clears throat> Sorry, I can't, 
Zhao, can you <laughs> take over for a moment? Yeah, of course, no problem at all. Thank you so much, so much for that, Tim. Uh, no, that's absolutely no problem at all. Um, uh, uh, we can loop in the member uh, with you, uh, so uh, so then, uh, so then they, can, they can pick up um, directly. Um, as a, as a final question, Tim, uh, how do you suggest that we can be more protective of our energy and our, our well-being? Yeah, well, I would say um, <clears throat> the top of the list would be <clears throat> to drink lots of water. <laughs> uh, <laughs> second on the list would be to carve out regular protected time away from distraction. Um, and in particular, don't check your emails every 10 minutes. So carve out regular time and stay away from technology for certain protected periods of the day. Completely agree. Thank you so much for that, Tim. And thank you again for taking the time to present. Um, and thank you also everybody for uh, taking uh, the time to attend uh, as well. As mentioned at the beginning of this session, we are recording uh, this session and um, so we will be sending out a link to view uh, this session on demand if you have missed any, uh, any of Tim's uh, presentation or any of the other sessions uh, as well, we will be sending that out to everybody. Um, Next week, we will be sending a link with a feedback form, uh, as well as any handouts uh, that speakers have uh, submitted into us. So please do let us know your thoughts on this session, as well as sessions that you'd like to hear from us uh, in the future. Uh, so thank you again, everybody, for taking the time to attend. And thank you again, Tim. Thank you. And yeah, thank you for your hosting. Good to meet you all, people virtually who I can't see. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much, Tim. All right, all the best. Follow us to stay updated on our latest podcast releases or for more content and opportunity to connect with the fastest growing women in tech community, head to ascend.women-in-technology.com.